Hey, potential podcast listeners, let's talk about today's sponsor, Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked makes professional health testing easy by letting you get tested without having to visit a healthcare provider. You can order a testing kit that will be delivered to you in discreet packaging. Once your sample arrives in the laboratory, confidential results will be available from your secure online account within two to five days. These results are reviewed by a clinician, and a member of the Let's Get Checked nursing team may call you to review your results. And Let's Get Checked laboratories are CLIA approved and CAP accredited, which are the highest ranking levels of accreditation. So, if you want to avoid an uncomfortable office visit or prefer the convenience and get tested at home, visit trylgc.com potential and get 25% off your test using code POTENTIAL25. Once again, that's 25% off your test by going to trylgc.com potential using the promo code POTENTIAL25. Take charge of your physical health and well-being, and let's get checked. Reviewing the latest in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more, this is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Ted Sokol, and Joe my co-host and fellow Ken, Chris Tour. Today's episode reviewing the fantasy comedy film Barbie. This is directed by Greta Gerwig and wrote the, who also wrote the screenplay with Noah Bombach. Um, you know, we're just reviewing, uh, this is our week reviewing Oppenheimer and Barbie. And uh, this was uh, not only just because it's going up against Oppenheimer, a lot of big press a lot of big hype about this movie first live action barbie uh in years especially with barbie being a mainstay for mattel for girls for for toys everywhere for you know since the 60s so this is very very exciting um i you know saw this trailer we you know we hinted at just this is going to be kind of a larger than life they had already talked about how the production was they ran out of pink paint as as (laughs) to give you kind of a hint um but very excited and intrigued to see what they're going to do with this film. Now, Chris and I discussed, we're not going to really get into too many spoiler territory. We'll talk a little bit, little stuff, but really we want to highlight the production value, the thematic elements and the casting and, and what we thought about the film. Uh, so Chris, give us a brief synopsis of Barbie. So we have stereotypical Barbie who's played by Margot Robbie uh, starts experiencing these kind of weird uh, moments where her day-to-day life is uh, interrupted <laughs> And then she discovers that she needs to go on a journey to the real world to discover what is going on. And joining her for the journey is Ken, played by Ryan Gosling. And what's so interesting about this movie is, you know, this this majority of the film is set in this Barbie land where there's multiple Barbies, multiple Kens. And there's a couple other characters that have been introduced uh, within the Barbie toy line. Uh, we have Alan and stuff like that. So... There's there's multiple versions, but you know Barbie. They you know they did this in the trailer as well. They do this whole thing about you know for years and years there were dolls and all dolls were built in a way to just tell girls that they're going to be mothers. That was the only thing that dolls were meant for. 
And then Barbie came along, and Barbie was a doll that was a doctor, was a lawyer, was an astronaut, was was everything. And it gave little girls, you know, the chance to envision that they could grow up to be anything. So I kind of love that in this Barbie land that they developed from the production value and all the, the costumes and just the colors, it is this kind of fun plastic world where they all just kind of party and live their daily lives. It was so clever and creative, I thought, was that they don't like drink or eat. They still act like as if they're dolls being played with. So yeah. like Margot Robbie wakes up and like she instantly has like a new dress on. It just like magically comes she on. She floats her. down from her house. <laughs> yeah, she floats down from her house. If she's having her milk, she pretends like she's sipping and nothing comes out. It's all these fun little bits about the Barbie land. I think that was something really fun to see. And again just like the the set decoration and you know have like the beach and like all the different kind of props that are like as if it was accessories and and the cars and the outfits it's really fun i think they did a good job of you know they could have just had a two-hour movie set in this barbie land with just barbie being real life what this movie did very well and i'll i kind of have a analogy that kind of makes me connect to it is in the same way that when Joker came out and Todd Phillips, you know, I think was like, I'm going to make this movie that's about how Joker became Joker. Really, it's more a movie about mental health. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, yes, it's set in Gotham and there's bits that connect to the Batman universe. But really, that movie was a movie that was about mental health. But maybe a movie studio wasn't going to green light a movie about mental health they were going to greenlight a movie about Batman. Yeah. I think in that same way, this film, which has been in development for a long time, and, you know, finally got to Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach writing the screenplay, they were like, let's take a movie about Barbie, which is going to be a selling point already. And then we're going to really make a movie about what is the female identity, what is the male identity, the patriarchy, and it's very cleverly interwoven of how this Barbie is discovering what the real world is like and what, what is she made for? What was her purpose? What's her purpose in life? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting to have this whole movie about a doll that is having this kind of existential crisis of like, yeah. wait, I'm maybe more than I was built for. And if Barbie can be anything, maybe Barbie can be even more than a doll. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot that goes into now, as I'm sure many of us have seen, there's this whole ongoing and realistically stupid uh, point of view from certain people around the world that are taking this uh, a little too on the nose with how the men are, uh, you know, how the men are showcased in this film. And it's kind of shocking that like people are not getting the point of yeah. the film. The Kens in this film are meant to be showcased in a very goofy comedic way because it's it's projecting what the stereotypical kind of man role is in a like different way. And I love that in this film, the Kens, they they really operate that like the only way that they're justified is because Barbie sees them and views them as something, you know, attractive and or something or something worth their time that, yeah. and that's how Ken was always portrayed as the accessory. Yeah. He is nothing like 
you know, Barbie. He's not but... the lead. You know, no. he he is Ken, who is in a, a a side piece, yeah, to Barbie. Um, and again, this whole world of the Barbie land is female run. Uh, the president, all the people that you know, it's all Barbie run. So this is a world where women rule the world, as opposed to our world, which is predominantly run by men. And they show this, you know, the the flip of the side coin here with like when Barbie goes to the real world, she's never experienced a world where men go up and like, you know, a guy on the street like slaps her butt yeah, or and like, and she's objectified by, you know, just instantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, the only thing I would, I kind of wanted more time in the real world. We don't yeah. have a whole lot of time in the real world. Um, and I, I did want a little more of the, especially because it's it's you know margot robbie and ryan gosling are are two leads here and they they spend time in the real world i wanted more time there um and i actually thought it would have been really fun to have a sequence almost uh you know maybe akin to toy story 2 i kind of wanted a moment where she would go into maybe a toys r us or you know some kind of store and she sees barbies in their toy boxes and maybe having that kind of moment of like Oh my God, that is me. Why, you know, or how even, am I even, here? Even at it silly, she picks one up and shakes it. Like some of the real world, like what's yeah. going on? You know, just yeah. if we're going to go there, I, I agree. And I think on top of that, having Ken and Barbie together reacting to this new, this, the real world mm-hmm. together. Cause they kind of go off on their separate. They go together and then they kind of go off on their separate journeys and then they become very these, quickly. Yeah, yeah. Too quickly. And I was like, okay, that's like, you know, and, and that's what's funny because you have both of them playing the stereotypical Ken, the stereotypical Barbie. You got the blonde Ken who's just the beach bum, and she's mm-hmm. kind of like the blonde kind of, huh, you know, the kind of the yeah. dits almost. So I think it would have been funny, you know, for them to interact in this and and also have more of those situations where, um, oh, I like the like kind of joking like you said where when she drinks, oh, no water comes out or something like that. Where there's mm-hmm. and I like that kind of humor. And I will say for PG-13, it is it is very akin to like a Shrek kind of comedy where there yeah. is, you know, so, you know, for those people wondering, you know, can young kids go to it? I think a lot of stuff kind of goes over their heads. There is a moment when they reference, you know, genitals as a, a brief thing. But other than that, I think the humor is very, very smart and almost sometimes too smart, If especially all the Barbies, all the Kens and all the other knockoffs or other, they're all real toys they were all real characters so i think that's Mm -hmm. great that the fact that they you know took the mattel world of barbie and ken and really just went for broke in terms of you know really referencing all that and for you and i i I don't know how versed you are in the barbie world i'm not but i know enough to like okay i i get that and, and whatnot so i thought that was very clever and very smart to like oh they really are playing for all kinds of of the audiences out there mm-hmm. Yeah, they did their research with, you know, having that nostalgia factor throughout this of the play sets and again, the different, uh, like you said, side characters. Um, And, you know, I think this again is one of those films where like maybe there could have been rules put in place in the film of like how the Barbie land exists and how humans can go back and forth between these worlds. Um, But it's kind of just one of those magical journeys where you have to kind of go with the story. Um, you know, we also have this whole other arc with the Mattel Corporation uh, and Will Ferrell is like the CEO and it's a whole board of men. And that, you know, that also lent to a lot of humor where Barbie's like, can I meet the woman in charge? And, and Will Ferrell's like, 
um, I'm actually the one in charge and you can call me mother. Like yeah. it was, you know, again, the, the role I'm of like, a mother is... of a son and a son of a mother. <laughs> it's yeah. like, and um, I'm a nephew to an aunt. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, there was some really fun uh, humor there. But I mean, ultimately, the film, it, it, you know, we get kind of a chaotic version of Barbie Land because of certain decisions that have happened in the real world. Um, and again, as much as I love Margot Robbie and I think she is perfect in this role, she is Barbie. The standout is Ryan Gosling in that they, they, you know, they really wrote him to be a goofy, dumb Ken who. You know, he just gets to be this this dumbass. Um, and when like a chauvinistic kind of flair comes into his world, what that does for Barbie Land uh, adds a lot of both humor and production value. And I mean, it's already gone off to the charts, but I mean, Ryan Gosling does have this song called I'm Just Ken and all the Kens get involved. And I mean, you got Simu Lou and. You know, we, we just saw him in a <laughs> secret invasion. I mean, we got yeah, ben Kingsley Benadir, Scott Evans, Nikuti Katwa, who's, you know, Doctor Who coming up. Um, and a couple others I don't want to give away, a couple surprises. But the Kens have this whole like huge musical number. There's even like a <laughs> dance off, very like flash dance, uh Saturday Night Fever. It's like ridiculous. And it's so fun. But again, the the message of the movie is is, you know that shines through more and what that really kicks off is you know a big reason why our barbie is having all these issues is that we have america ferrera and her daughter you know and there's all this connection of like these barbies belong to certain humans mm -hmm. and you know kate mckinnon kills it as weird barbie <laughs> she is absolutely hilarious and she's kind of like the the know-it-all in a way she has knowledge of the real world she was played with too much, and that's why she's now weird Barbie. But America Ferrer, I mean, she's this mom who's a working mom, and you know, she used to love playing Barbie, and and uh, there's this whole connection of why a Barbie's affected from our human world. She has this monologue about what women go through and what women, you know, have to kind of do to get by, um, both from a work standpoint, a relationship standpoint just existing and it was i mean the movie theater i was in was dead silent we were all just like in awe of this i don't think i've, I've been in the theater where it just gets that quiet for yeah. a kind of monologue like that and it was very surprising and i think really tied it all together uh, yeah. as you said for what the theme and the importance of this film and i think it's great it took this long to make this kind of film for barbie and i was really really impressed uh, I laughed hysterically throughout the film, but I left with a really good feeling like, wow, I'm glad that though this had humor, it had even more heart and more of an important message that I hope people take with. And, I, and like I said, I'm ashamed that the two things that people have taken with this is the wrong message. And also this whole thing, you know, Ryan Gosling was too old to play Ken and people are like fighting it for the wrong reasons and you should be fighting it for, for the right reasons. Yeah. It's beautifully made. And, you know, Gerda Gerwig, she, I understand that people keep connecting this like she's like the leading female director. She's just a great director. Like just yeah. because she's nothing to do with her female, gender, like, but yeah. <laughs> you know, but in me, it is surprising to see uh and and wonderfully deserved. Barbie is killing it at the box office. You know, we're we just passed its third weekend here. Now we're reviewing it. Um, it's already crossed a billion. 
So Gerda Gerwig is the first female director, solo female director, to have a film hit a billion. There's been a couple that have been uh, co-directed, um, mostly like the Frozen movies and stuff like that. But I mean, Barbie is killing it at the box office and it is uh, dominating. And right now it's on track to potentially pass Mario as the number one box office movie of the year. Um, and if it does do that, that's going to be a huge feat for this kind of film. And it does leave the question with already the amount of money it's made. Will there be a sequel? You know, um, Mattel has kind of already talked about doing other toys that they have in their line and, and maybe doing kind of crossovers and maybe a multiverse kind of situation. I can see them doing another Barbie movie. There's so much potential there um, with new cast members or continuing the story. And even the way the film ends, I'm not going to spoil the film. Yeah, Absolutely. There's a beautiful ending to this film of, again, what this Barbie has the potential to do. And that could lead off to some interesting territory um, with these existing characters and maybe, you know, new stories. Um, again, the potential is there. So I would be, I'd be interested to see what they would do if they would keep going. But I can see why some people might be like, I kind of like this as being a one-off because of the beautiful message of, yeah. of you know, feminism, the, the patriarchy. There's a lot here that, you know, it's it's sugar-coated with the bright colors and the Barbie land. But the, the point of the film um, is very powerful. And yeah, for those who are getting it or are taking it the wrong way are really missing the point of the film. Um, so I hope people do continue to go out and see this if they have not yet. Um, and for those of you who have enjoyed it, it's, it's great to see a movie like this getting the support it deserves. Um, as we talked about with Oppenheimer, again, I think there's just something fun about these two films that really have nothing to do with each other and are complete different storylines and, you know, great directors and all that have just kind of paired with each other in the summer of, of movies. And, you know, it's, Mission Impossible yeah. did pretty well, and a couple other ones have done well, but like these are the two that have have really knocked it out of the park um, yeah. lately. So you it's won, kind of you fun. wonder yeah. if it's the part of the social buzz. I mean, hey, you know, back when we had uh, the Dark Knight, and then we had uh, Mama Mia, the Dark Mama, yeah, also a Nolan one, uh, and then next one's going to come up is the new Saw movie with Paw Patrol. I don't know Saw, <laughs> Saw Patrol, Saw, but exactly. So you wonder, like I said, but I I think on the merits of the film itself. Um, the production value, the casting, the humor, the message. I greatly enjoyed this film. Um, and I didn't see a double feature with both of them, but I enjoyed them both uh, separately. Uh, I'm going to give, honestly, for this film, I'm going to give a solid 9 out of 10. I really enjoyed Barbie. Um, Greta Gerwig, another uh, knockout film for you. I hope that you continue to uh, create films like this with the beautiful message wrapped up in a shiny pink bow or however bow you want to spin mm. it. But yeah. I'm going to give Barbie, I'm going to give it a solid 8.5 out of 10. Um, the only thing that I really kind of docked for is I wanted more time in the real world with these characters and a little more rules for what uh, the, the you know, how Barbie land works with the real world. But apart from that, this film is very imaginative um, and it's clever and how it uh, weaves its message into, like you said, uh, this wonderful story with a, a pink bow uh, wrapped around it. So you can go check out Barbie now playing in theaters and that was this edition of potential picks thanks for listening to the potential podcast you can follow us on instagram and facebook at the potential podcast or on twitter at the potential pod or you can email us 
Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.